Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. This show is sponsored by Mark Drugs, who specialise in the custom compounding of medications, assuring that the client gets the proper prescriptions for their unique needs and conditions. They work with practitioners, integrating knowledge and treatment of experts to create comprehensive health plans. Visit markdrugs.com or call Roselle 630-529-3400 or Deerfield 847-419-9898. Today, my guest is nurse practitioner, Stephanie Grutz from Ohio. Thank you for joining us today, Stephanie. Hi, thanks for having me. So, first of all, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. So, I'm a family nurse practitioner. I um, graduated from a Western medicine um, medical standpoint and Um, I grew up in the nursing field. I loved the patient um, population, and I wanted to treat people holistically. So I figured getting into um, being a nurse practitioner and being able to prescribe and all of that, I would be able to treat the whole. Uh, When I got into Western medicine, I was also uh, dealing with my own health issues. I had some autoimmune diseases, and... um, so from there, I, I graduated, became a nurse practitioner, and I really, um, I worked with the elderly population, and I saw they were getting, um, they had polypharmacy, they were all on multiple medications, they all had a lot of chronic disease, and I was just kind of in that spectrum of care where I couldn't, I couldn't help them to where I felt like I needed to, and along with, it was paralleled with my own health conditions where I was getting sick of being thrown medications where I was like, what is the underlying cause? What can I do to really help my body? So that kind of led me into doing integrative medicine. And from there, I um, quit my job. I opened my own clinic, which I see patients that typically have chronic illness or uh, cancer. And then um, I also have an IV therapy company as well, where I do um, IVs that complement uh, my patient population. Mm-hmm. Kind of a lot of kind of a lot in a short time. <laughs> it certainly is. So, of the chronic um, diseases or conditions that you treat, what would you say is the most common? You know, I have a lot of people that it's really like a multifactorial chronic illness. Usually, it's you know, people come in and they have a lot of pathogens or gut dysbiosis, leaky gut that they're dealing with. And more more recently, I've been dealing with, um, I've had a lot of cancer oncology patients that have seeked more alternative care from their conventional chemo. And so I now see a lot of cancer patients as well. Mm-hmm. 
And what age range would you say your patients are? Um, I treat anybody from really a week old until uh, 90 years old, but my main my main population is around 40 to 50. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, obviously, you are looking at the body as a whole, and LDN is part of your treatment plan. How do you go about uh, diagnosing and treating the patients that come to you? Have they already, by the time they find you, had a diagnosis, or do you have to do the diagnosing? A lot of times they've been giving, given a broad diagnosis and then been treated with a lot of conventional therapies. So, you know, when I say autoimmune, a lot of people come in with thyroid issues that they've had for 15 years that are on, you know, a medication like Synthroid or people that have been um, dealing with Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, any of the broad range of autoimmune diseases, but they, they've been treated superficially without looking at the root cause. So what I do is I get an in-depth look via looking at labs. Do they have an underlying heavy metal problem? Do they have uh, infection in their gut? Do they have um, chronic infections? What What is the repeat causing this, this problem of theirs? You know, really getting to the root. And once I do that, then I try to clean up, clean up that area. For patients like with cancer and LDN in particular, um, you know, I, I've known and read enough studies and listened to enough uh, trials with success that manipulation of cancer cells can be done with doing LDN um, approach. So I always start all my cancer patients right away on an LDN treatment plan. Mm-hmm. And what would you with, say? The with my autoimmune, sorry. sorry, carry on. I was going to say with my autoimmune patients, I just I try to treat the underlying cause. But then, when a lot of them are kind of a heavy case and they've been dealing with this for so long, that LDN is really good at just kind of getting it on board and having it help adjunctly with with whatever else I'm doing for the patient. Mm-hmm. And what kind of success rate are you having with your cancer patients? You know, they're all at different stages. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of success within terms of keeping patients alive. Um, I've been really doing IV therapy for um, a year and a half. So for long term studies, I can't say, but they're still alive. <laughs> so I mean, they've like my lung cancer patients and liver cancer. A lot of them come when they're already stage four, um, but they're staying alive. So, you know, I can say for now that, that something's working for them. And as you said, LDN is just one piece of the puzzle overall, mm-hmm. but it's important. And you were saying about IV, um, Dr. Burke Berkson he uses LDM with intravenous alpha-lipoic acid uh, for his cancer patients. Do you use alpha-lipoic acid? Yes. I actually um, worked with Dr. Berkson's patients that have went to see him and then live in my Midwestern um, area. And so, so, yeah, I've actually done some protocols. 
with him and use the alpha lipoic and high dose vitamin C mm-hmm. and different protocols like that. And would you say that in America, intravenous treatment is um, commonly used? No, and especially in my area, I mean, I always have people driving from quite a distance to get IVs because mid, the Midwest is always a little slower than the coast, and so I'm kind of, you know, a lone fish in the sea, but it's starting to become more popular, and luckily there was a university that is close to me that has been doing um, cancer trials with lung cancer and high-dose vitamin C, so as more of the institutions start getting the research out, then the more popular it will become. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what other treatments do you use alongside of LDN for chronic uh, conditions? I always look at the patient's diet. That's the first and foremost. Um, you know, making sure they're on a diet that's right for them. I try to get everybody off of gluten and dairy because in America, just isn't really good for for our people, the processed foods and sugars. So I really try to decrease that. Um, been working more recently with the ketogenic diet for people, except for, you know, people that it's contraindicated in, like a liver cancer patient. But doing, you know, high fats, high proteins in a good source. Um, and then doing things like hyperbaric oxygen therapy and saunas coffee enemas, things that help detoxify the body as well. Hmm. I have MS. I try to go in a sauna once and even having a bath, I can't do any more. I have to have a shower and have the room ventilated really well because as soon as it starts to get hot or steamy, it just makes me feel faint and my legs go wobbly. And you can imagine what it was like in a sauna. <laughs> I only tried it once right. and, and wouldn't do it again. Um, but it's, as you say, beneficial. You know, for, for like people like you, I just I just changed the, the treatment protocol. So it is really about finding what works for the patient. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's luckily a lot of, other detox options that are good for people if they can't tolerate one or the other. Yes, exactly. So once a patient comes to you, what is your starting point? How do you find out where you're going to start treating them or how? So I have have them all fill out um, a pretty in-depth H&P so from there, and then when I when I first interview them, it usually takes 60 to 90 minutes for an appointment, initial appointment. And I ask them what their mother's health was like before they were born. And then I ask them if they were vaginally delivered, breastfed, because from starting before conception really is showing me what kind of stressors their body had throughout their life. So, you know, as a child where they chronically sick? Did they have ear infections, strep throat? Did they need to have their tonsils out? Were they on a lot of antibiotics? All that stuff can show me what kind of gut health they had. You know, if they had a lot of allergies, then what kind of food sensitivities did they have as a young kid? 
So going from there, you know, I just see, okay, well, this person had mono in high school. Well, could they have a reactivation of mono now? So it's always just asking questions to see how their life was, what kind of environment they grew up in, and what other really toxicities could be playing a role in their health today. Spani, you said that um, I had repeated ear infections as a child. I had um, tonsillitis all the time. I lived on antibiotics. (laughs) And I had mono as well when I was 13, which we, we... now called glandular fever over here and then of course I I had MS so maybe that is part of the picture and I know my mother had uh, a very difficult pregnancy with me I was five weeks early and uh, she spent a lot of the time in hospital because she was very ill so maybe right and yeah all of of that can can lead to you know where we're at today it's it's very interesting hmm. it's um detective work isn't it exactly i i tell everybody i'm just a detective <laughs> <laughs> but it's must be really interesting on finding out um people's past to find out why they have reached the the place that they're in now and then working out the the route to good health. It must be very rewarding. It is. It, it's, you know, I'd say for, let's say, 90% of my patients, you know, in the first initial phase of just getting their information and changing their diet and doing a couple of little tweaks, they're feeling so much better than they ever had. And then it's like peeling away an onion where it's like, okay, so... We kind of got this part under control, but now what's the next layer of health that we need to take care of? Because a lot of these people have had repeated assaults for the, you know, for many years. So it's really just trying to clean people up one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And then there's those cases that are really stubborn that it's like, it's so much going on and, you know, money isn't indispensable. So trying to really listening to the history to figure out, okay, well, we need to get a heavy metal test on this person, but not on this one because, you know, everything costs money and takes time. So really listening and figuring out what, what it could be. Mm-hmm. Asking people about their diet. Um, my mother was very ill and she lived with me, so I knew exactly what she was eating and what she shouldn't be eating. And she was a a type 2 diabetic, but she was insulin dependent as well. And I would take her to the doctors because she couldn't walk, so she was in a wheelchair. And the doctor would say, so how is your diet? Oh, I'm fine. Well, what are you eating? And she never told the truth. (laughs) It was amazing. You know, um, what about the ice cream you, you eat? Oh, well... I'm al- I'm allowed a treat. Yes, a treat, one treat a week, but my mum took it as sort of one treat a day or one treat in the morning and one treat in the afternoon. She was terrible, but she didn't like to admit, you know, what she would eat. And we'd go out for a meal and I'd say, OK, mum, you know, there's, there's fresh fruit salad, you know, you like fruit salad. And then she would go and pick something like, 
<clears throat> cheesecake with cream and ice cream on the top and I just felt yeah. that I was nagging all the time and sometimes I just had to think well she knows but you know I can't it's, dictate can all the time right that can definitely be a challenge and you know luckily I'm I'm lucky because when people come to see me, they might have already seen 30 different doctors and they're not getting answers or just getting thrown medications or something. So when when they come to me, they're really serious. And what I, I try to keep a non-threatening, open environment. I'm not rushing them through their appointment. I'm allowing them the time just to tell me. And, and I always ask roundabout questions like, so what do you, what are your go-to snacks and stuff like that? Because... Yeah, if if you didn't really ask or take the time to listen, everybody's eating salads all three meals a day, you know. <laughs> so, are you really? Okay, well, I might have pizza every night too. So, you know, it's just mm. you really have to dig into it because it's so, diet is so important. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's interesting that you, you take the time to, to find out. And I should think you have a a rough idea whether people are telling you the truth or not, um, especially if they're overweight and they're telling you they don't eat anything that is fattening. There's something wrong, isn't there? Of course, right. it could be a, a thyroid thing, but you know what I'm saying. You you have to dig deeper. And, and really, it's all, at the end of the day, it's like, I, I tell people, it's not, I don't have to go home and live with my, with your, your body or your health condition. So there's no, there's no use to fibbing to me because I'm the, the one that's helping them on their path. Mm -hmm. So, Yes, yeah. being, being honest with not only the practitioner, but with yourself, I think is exactly. very important. Mm. Exactly. And if you had to say your supplements that are the most common that you think most people should be taking, what would they be? Oh, you know, that's a tough question just because it just depends on what, what they have going on. But I do like um, people taking like an overall B-complex where they're getting all of their bees to help their their methylation support. Um, vitamin D3, I really like. Um, people that have bowel problems that aren't going, aren't having a bowel movement every day, I make sure that they're doing magnesium and vitamin C. I think those are both very important, um, not only for bowels, but for a lot of other functions in the body. So those are, those are my mainstays. Mm -hmm. um, and then making sure that they're they're a good brand and no fillers or junk are included with the supplement. And what about the amount of water that people drink? Yeah, water is really, I always encourage water, um, especially when people are detoxing. So when I'm talking about doing, I, I tell all my patients to do Epsom salt baths if they can tolerate it. If they can't do baths, then they put Epsom salt, which is magnesium, into like a foot soak, or they do lemon water every day. Hyperbaric saunas, like we were talking about. So when people are doing those type of detoxes, they really need to be bumping up their, their water intake so that 
when they're flushing stuff out, they're not getting dehydrated. And then all of the methylation and um, everything else is working better in their body as well. Mm-hmm. How much water should an average adult drink a day? You know, I it's based on weight, and I always calculate it for everybody, but I just tell people to take at least at least do 16 ounces four, four times a day. I'm just trying to wonder how much that, that is. Um, so is that like, I mean, okay. is that like a half a pint? I guess we're in different countries, oh, no. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like doing doing a cup every you guys do cup, doing a cup every few hours while you're awake is is important. Mm-hmm. I'd say a cup an hour would be really good. Okay, well that's easily easily achievable, isn't it? I mean, it's for it's everybody's body is different, so. You know, I, I just tell people, if you're not used to drinking water, just make it an effort to to take an extra water bottle in the morning and an extra water bottle in the afternoon. Something simple like that mm-hmm. versus counting your ounces or anything, making it challenging. Just, just physically make it a habit to drink more. And what about exercise? Exercise and um, building muscle mass is really important. It's really important not only to have a good muscle mass for when you're dealing with health conditions, but it also helps you um, with your detoxing and, and just living a healthy life. So I like to tell people more strength t- training versus cardio and trying to do strength training four to five times a week. Wow. A lot of um, people with a chronic condition may suffer from fatigue, which then limits you to what you could do. Um, Walking is my limit, uh, and I get very hot, which uh, is amazing. I've been walking in Mm -hmm. T-shirts, and it's been really cold. We've had lots of snow and hail and things, but I get really hot outside walking. I mean, different people with different levels of fitness, um, doing something is better than doing nothing, isn't it? And trying to build on what you have, you know, not trying to, if going to the gym even twice a week is too much for somebody. You know, if you went once and only managed to do 20 minutes, then perhaps the next time you could do 25 minutes and build it up slowly. Yes, and you're right. For everybody, it's different. And and for what they're going through is different. So if they're going through a period where they're trying to detox or they're doing stuff that doesn't make people feel really well. So being able to just do bare limits is better than doing nothing. So if it has to be sitting at home and taking a jar of, you know, spaghetti sauce and and just using that as doing a couple curls and doing 10 of them is better than doing nothing. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yoga is a really good um, exercise if people can do modified yoga to help build strength and decrease stress. That's really important as well. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to overdo things when you are not used to it. Um, I went to aquatherapy um, maybe five years ago now. Um, I was in my 50s and I was the the teenager. All these ladies, there was a couple of men there, and they were in their 70s and 80s, and these people were fit. I mean, unbelievably fit. And you had a, a band round your waist and you worked against the pressure of the, the water. You had to force yourself through the water. <clears throat> and it was an hour long. And I did 20 minutes and I was totally, totally wiped out. And I couldn't walk when I got out of the pool. My body was so heavy. And these older people were carrying on, you know, as though they were literally... the they were like teenagers they've got so much energy and I had a job to get showered and dressed a job to get to the car came home and I went to bed and I couldn't do anything for three days (laughs) I totally overdid it but I was trying so hard to keep up with these fit um people but oh dear it's um right that's very that's very common for for chronic illness and, and the people that I I see and treat and you know it's really about looking internal and not not comparing yourself. I mean we have a little ski resort near me and you know the adults that are learning the first time they they see three year olds that are whizzing by them on skis you know and they're like what is this? But <laughs> you know that's for a healthy adult seeing that. So it's really it's. Everybody's made up differently, and it's really about what your body can handle and looking internal and not not letting the external environment, you know, get you overdone because you have to remember that you're always in a state of healing. Mm-hmm. So everything you do, you want to make sure that you're healing and not, not hurting yourself. Exactly. And learning to listen to your body and when you've had enough, believe you've had enough and Tomorrow is a new day. Start again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So do you do telephone consultations or is it all face-to-face? I really, you know, I accept insurance. And so a lot of my my visits are um, in person, especially Mm -hmm. the first one. Sometimes people um, request that they're from a distance or something. They request to do a online consultation, which I can do Skype or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of it is more listening than, than actually touching the patient or anything like that. But being face-to-face can, can help. So typically it's all in patients. Okay. And how do patients find you? Um, I have... A website at um, www.balancehealth.me, M-E. Mm-hmm. And can they contact you via email, phone? Yes. Um, and on that website, my um, email and phone number are on there. Um, it's balancehealth 
at gmail.com. And then there's a phone number, too, that they can call. Mm -hmm. And do you have a waiting list or is it easy to get an appointment with you? So the IV therapy, which IV therapy, I have a nurse that helps with that. So people can get in the same week for IVs. Um, with the consultations, I am actually booked until May right now is when we're taking new patients. Mm -hmm. So typically it's about a month waiting. And people don't have to live in Ohio, do they? They can travel <clears throat> from anywhere. It's Iowa. But, Sorry, Iowa. Um, yes, no, they can travel anywhere. Um, we have, it's where I'm at in Dubuque, it's right on the Mississippi. So there's a bridge that goes to Wisconsin and a bridge that goes to Illinois. So I get quite a few different locations. Mm -hmm. Well, what can I say? Thank you very much for, enjoy, uh, for joining us today. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. I enjoyed being on. Let me know if you ever have any questions, please feel free to email me or, or give me a call. Thank you. This show is sponsored by Mark Drugs, who specialise in the custom compounding of medications, assuring that the client gets the proper prescriptions for their unique needs and conditions. They work with practitioners, integrating knowledge and treatment of experts to create comprehensive health plans. Visit markdrugs.com or call Roselle 630-529-3400 or Deerfield 847-419-9898. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, Linda. L-I-N-D-A at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.